Welcome to the Police Fit Podcast, where applicants and serving officers can learn how to smash their fitness test and regain their health. With over 11 years' experience in the fitness industry and 17 years' service in the military and as a first responder, your host, Brad Williams, shares his experience and expertise in helping applicants get their dream job and serving members regain their health. Learn how to increase your health and fitness with actionable steps for first responders by a first responder. So please enjoy this episode of the Police Fit Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. So I have a couple of questions to get through this week. Um, first one's from Nathan. Basically, how to build your strength and endurance at the same time. So this is basically exactly what we do with our applicants and with the majority of our training, okay? Now, first things first, if you train purely just strength, or purely for your endurance, okay, you're going to be able to create better strength or create better endurance than you would if you're training for both at the same time. So I'm not saying this is the way to train for strength or to train for endurance. It's just the way we train to combine the two. So to make sure you're building up your strength and your endurance at the same time, which I think is very important, obviously for a police officer, but just for your general day-to-day fitness, um, having a good strength and endurance base, basically, um, gives you the ability to be able to do most things in life. Um, and I was talking to my coach about this the other day and we had a coaching call. Um, that basically, he was, he's was he been training me um, for the past, well, I think 16 weeks now. Um, and I've got a really good strength and conditioning base, um, strength and endurance. So when I have recently just got back into mountain bike riding, um, those first couple of rides, getting back into it, I wasn't anywhere near as sore as what I was, you know, five, six years ago when I first started riding properly. Um, and that's because of that, you know, that good strength and endurance base, you know, it's it's transferable, you know. If you've got a good strength and endurance base, all you need to do is then learn the skill of whatever you want to do, whether it's mountain bike riding, martial arts, um, play sports, anything. You know, if you've got that good strength and, strength and endurance base, right, you just then need to learn the skill. So half the work's already done for you. Um, so basically the way we do it, um is strength and conditioning work three days a week and then um that endurance cardiovascular work two to three days a week so for the strength and conditioning sessions i spoke about this before what we focus on is the main lift so you do your warm-up then you get into your main lift and that'll be that strength work so that three to five rep range maybe up to eight um and then from there we're doing like more compound lifts for that so like your leg press, deadlift, squats, um, bench press. Um, and then from there, we'll do some accessory work, working on, you know, say if we're doing, um, trying to focus on the push-ups, right, our bench press might be the main lift, but then the accessory work will maybe be some triceps, shoulders, a um, bit of back. And then what we do is we do the conditioning component of it. So we jump into a circuit then. So whether that's time-based or rep-based, um, depending on what the program is. But basically, if you're looking at, so that's for like strength and then cardiovascular endurance. If you're looking at like strength and muscular endurance, what you can do for those endurance days where they're cardio-based or even in your circuit, um, just just really minimize the rest on it and focus on getting that muscular endurance. So those reps after reps um, under fatigue, and that's how you're going to build that up. So basically, um, just to reiterate, like you can... You can build strength and endurance at the same time, and that's what we do with our applicants. 
Okay, but you know, if you need to, if your strength is great and you need to focus on your beep test, your endurance, well, beep test isn't really endurance, but for some people it is. Okay, if you want to focus on that, then you need to make that your focus. Okay, so that's what I say to people, like test yourself. If we, you know, for my applicants, um, people are going to specialist roles, we always run a test so we know what we need to focus on. So you need to test yourself, work out what you need to f- focus on. It's no, no different to your academic side of it. Okay, if you're going in and, you know, your, your math is great, but your English is poor, then you need to focus on your English, okay, not so much on your math. You're not going to focus on your math and English at the same level. Okay, same as with your fitness, you know, if, you're, if your push-up's really good because you're a bit of a gym junkie and you just like doing weights, but your cardio is shit ass because you hate running, then you need to switch that up. You need to focus on your cardio. So it's all about focusing on what you need to work on the most. Um, but basically... Yes, you can, and that's what we do. We build up our strength and our endurance at the same time, um, and it's just by that strength and conditioning in three days, um, endurance or your cardiovascular endurance, um, two to three days. So in that, we also have the cardiovascular stuff. It's broken down into like a short interval, a medium interval, and then like a long, slow run. Um, so that's how we build up our endurance. So thanks, Heath, for that question. If you've got any more it's hard to talk about the programming too much unless I know your specific um, specific outcomes and where you are at the moment. But that's just a general outline of how, how we lay out our training. Um, so next one's from Jimmy, how to improve your plank. So basically, obviously, just like continual overload, doing it more often. Um, you can do like your normal plank, side plank. Um, think of it as like a bench press. So you're trying to get your strength up on your bench press. Okay, if you're only ever doing a normal plank, it's like, say, only ever benching 40 kilos. So you're only ever doing the same weight. You're eventually going to hit a level, all right? And it's going to be hard to pass that level, all right? Unless you're continually doing other things that are going to overload you, okay? So you can go back to that maximum endurance, which is what, you know, you're, you're um, thinking about like a body weight, a body weight bench press. Okay, you, you do your body weight. If you keep doing your body weight, okay, you're only going to get to a certain point. You need to throw in some other training, some heavier training, maybe some lighter training, more reps, right? And that's what we can do with the plank as well. So think about other ways you can do a plank. So you can do your plank and then, you know, take one platform off. So lift an arm or lift a leg, lift an arm and a leg. Um, so look at that. The other thing you can do is also weighted planks. So with a weighted vest, or put someone, get someone to hold a plate weight on your back. Um, you know, or the other thing is too, if you've got someone training with you, okay, they can just place pressure onto your back and push down. Obviously, try and make sure it's even pressure. Be safe about it. <clears throat> um, gradually overload the pressure. Don't just smash it down. Um, but just adding any adding any type of resistance you can, okay, is going to be a great way. Um, you know, you can look at doing it on like uneven surfaces. Um, just to make it a bit harder as well. So it's just about looking at the exercise, you know, where am I at now? You know, if you're only planking for 30 seconds at the moment, just stick with your normal plank. You know, if you're getting like three, four, five-minute planks, okay, then like start to look at, you know, what other things I can do to make it harder on myself. Um, the next one's from Rampage Mitch, and who's actually one of my clients at the moment. Uh, he's absolutely killing it. Basically, his question is, if I am in a calorie deficit, should I have low-carb, high-carb days or refeed days? So at the moment, this guy, um, we're running a different program for him, a specialist program. Um, basically, 
he's killing it at the moment. So he's dropping weight, stacking on muscle, getting stronger, getting fitter, doing all the things he needs to be doing, right? So basically what I recommend if you're going to carb cycle, um, basically so carb cycle, high, high, low carb days is a carb cycling. Um, so high carb days on your heavier lifting days, uh, when you've got those balanced days where they're not super hard, but they're not super easy, that's when you want to have like a normal. So it's not, you know, you're not high carb or low carb um, and then low carb on your rest days and then have a free day once a week. So that's what I did when I was training for the um, for the forest calendar. When I dropped a lot of weight for it. Um, I probably did it a bit too extreme. Um, I lost a lot of strength and muscle mass. But um, having that free day in there, you have to kind of decide, you know, is it, mentally for you, are you better off having like a free day or do you find if having a free day, you totally derail yourself. So you need to go hundred percent all in. Um, you know, the other thing is to, you know, instead of having a free day, do you have two free meals throughout the week? Um, that's just something that you've got to work out what's going to best suit you. So um, as far as carb cycling, if you're running a calorie deficit, no, you don't have to do it. Um, if you're kind of towards that top tier um, elite level athlete, which what he is, um, and you're very strict on your nutrition, then yes, I would look at having more carbs on those heavier days. Um, but no, you don't have to. You don't have to carb cycle. So the biggest thing with being in a calorie deficit, you have to understand, you know, what what's your goal, what's your outcome. So for him, when we spoke about it, his goal was, you know, drop a little bit of weight but also we're increasing his endurance, strength, everything. So everything an athlete needs to do, like an elite level athlete, that's what he's doing. Okay, so for him, you know, we, we can run at a calorie deficit because we do want him to drop a really little bit of weight, but it's only going to be a minimal calorie deficit. So you need to look at, you know, what, what am I trying to achieve? You know, and people might want to drop 10 kilos for their wedding in five weeks. And that's totally fine. And that's totally doable. So you can run a massively calorie deficit diet. But if you are going to do that, if you are going to run really low, understand that it is going to impact your training. It isn't sustainable long-term and you need to have a plan coming out of it. So if you go in and you're running, I see, I can't remember what the Michelle Bridges one is. Don't sue me for talking shit about you, but I think it's like 1200 calories a day from memory. The um the Michelle Bridges one. Honey, do you know what it is? Uh-huh. I can hear you stalking around out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the wife's done it. Um, so it's about 1,200 calories. It's not fucking nowhere near enough if you're training to become a copper, become an athlete. If you're training to, if you need to drop some weight for your wedding or you, know, you just want to drop 10, 15 kilos to make yourself feel better, that's fine. But you know, if you're training to pass a beat test, if you're training to increase your push-ups, you know, if you're training to increase your strength, there's not enough calories, okay? You need energy so you can hit your sessions, you know, as hard as you can so you can get the most out of them, get the most results. So don't just run a calorie deficit diet. Um, you know, we don't do calorie counting. Um, this client, he does it pretty much on his on his own. I check it. Um, so he's got a bit of knowledge about it anyways. Um, we just run off habits. Um, so that's just something to think about, you know, the whole 1200, like it's fucking, it's just a number, but everyone's different. You know, everyone should be running different, different, um, 
you know, your calories. Um, also, it depends on your training, how hard you've trained that day, so how many calories you're going to burn. You know, there's a lot of fucking science behind it. So just saying like a blanket, 1,200 calories or whatever. I know I've got a bit sidetracked here. But um, yeah, so basically just think about your goal. Okay, what's your outcome? What do you want to achieve from your training and your nutrition? Okay, so if you if you eat and train for performance, all right, the weight loss will come. You will get those results. Um, the biggest thing what I see is when people run a really low calorie diet is they bounce back really hard and put the weight back on. And and it's not to say that's because yeah they've run their calories so low and you know, it slows your metabolism and all this kind of shit. What it is, is is people, they've hit a goal and then they, you know, you celebrate, which is great. You know, it might be your wedding and you go on your honeymoon and you really haven't built any strategies. You haven't learned anything. Um, you've just learned how to eat, you know, 1200 calories or the same thing every day. So you haven't really built any strategies, any habits. So when you come out of that, you know, you're just going to put the weight back on again. And that's what our program does is different to a lot of others is we build those habits. Um, we build those habits so that at the end of the day, um, once you do leave, so like obviously everyone's everyone's going to leave. I hope you don't, but you know, everyone's going to leave at one time or another. So we hope that, you know, on the other side of it, you know, if they come back, it's just for a tune-up. It's not because they've totally fucking derailed, um, you know, because we've, we've created those habits. We've taught them how to live a healthy lifestyle, a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. Um, so I think that's enough on that. Uh, I got a little bit derailed there. Sorry, Michelle Bridges, don't sue me with your shit diet. Um, okay, next one's from Veronica. Um, so this one's specific to VicPol. I, I was a VicPol officer. Uh, basically, mental health, what does VicPol provide? Um, is there stigma still attached to it? So um, when I was in, I did go to see a psychologist, and I have seen a psychologist recently. Um, just from a few jobs I've been to as a fiery. Um, basically, they're the same kind of providers. So it's an external organization. Basically, you don't need to tell anyone if you don't want to. Um, you can just ring up a, there's a number. I think it's, I think the one we use like Karen Ish or something. Um, you just basically ring up a number and say, hey, yep, it's Brad. I'm a copper with Victoria Police. Um, I need to see a psychologist um, and basically give your area. And they'll, they'll find a psychologist in your area that you can drive to. Um, yeah, and, and if that psychologist, if you don't gel well with them, um, you can just ring up and change them. It doesn't matter. Um, obviously, they pay for it. I think they pay for, I think they cover the first five sessions. And then um, obviously, if it's saying ongoing, then work cover and that kind of thing will get into, come into play. Um, basically, the hardest thing about that is that first phone call. Um, and even when I saw one recently, um, yeah, that first phone call uh, before I made the call, and I've done it before, I've seen a psychologist before, but, you know, going to a new psychologist um, after seeing, like, going to a different job, um, you know, your heart's still racing, you're still getting nervous before that first phone call, but, you know, that once you've made that phone call and you've booked it in, you, you get nervous driving there, but once you've done the session, um, it'll be probably one of the best things you've done as long as the psych is good. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, Basically, is there a stigma still attached to it? That was the other question. Um, I don't think so. I think the stigma, I'm going to say no. The stigma still attached to it is what is what people think in their head themselves, not someone else saying it. So 
you know, people think, oh, if I go see a psychologist, I'm weak, you know, but no one's saying that. No one's, I don't know why we fucking say that in our heads and we all do it. Um, you know, it's like we think, oh, there must be something wrong with me if I'm seeing a psychologist. Like, you know, do you fucking, do you not take your car to the mechanic because it's just making one weird noise and you're like, no, nah, no, nah, that's right. I don't like the car's fine. Like you, you go get it looked at, you go get it checked out. You know, if, it, if you blow a tire on your car, like, yeah, you can still drive, but it's not going to fucking drive properly. You need to change your tire. Like if you're not feeling hundred percent, just go see someone like, you know, a, a psychologist is basically a PT for your brain. Um, you know, so no, I don't think there's still a stigma attached to it. Um, you know, I think we've come a long way, especially in emergency services, defense force. Um, you know, it, but the, I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, you can only do so much. Um, you can only provide so much care. The person still needs to seek that care. You can't physically make someone go see a psychologist. Um, you can't physically make someone book an appointment in. Um, they need to make that decision themselves. Um, so no, I don't think there is still a stigma attached to it. You might find some old crusty fuckheads in the job still, like any job. And it's not just emergency services, it's any job. You know, you fucking go to a mechanic shop and maybe an old guy's like, oh, what do you need to see a psychologist for? Like, yeah, maybe the older generation, some of them are still wankers. Um, but for the most part, like especially the job that I'm in now as a fiery, um, it's it's definitely the other way. They're, they're, they're super positive and super supportive if you, if you are saying, and I, I'm quite an open person. Like when I had to go see a psych recently, I, I spoke about it and I told my boss, told the guys on shift, said, hey, I went, after that job I went to, I got to go you know, chat to someone this week and they're, they're all very supportive of it. And I don't think you would find anyone in the job now um, that wouldn't be supportive of it. Um, you know, that this, this stigma, I think that's more so just that um, just people in their own mind getting um, getting confused in their own brain saying, though, you know, people are going to look down at me, people are going to think of me different. Um, you know, I would never think of anyone different and I think... Yeah, if there's anyone in the job that did think of someone different because they saw a psych, then they fucking shouldn't be in the job, really, when you think about it. Um, so that, that's my take on it. Um, sorry to all the old crusty leading senior connies out there that might have taken offense to that, but fucking do better. <laughs> uh, cool. So that's it for this week. Um, so it was a bit of a delay in podcast um, over the last two weeks. I've been away with the family, um, just enjoying my time away. Um, so uh, as always, if you have any questions at all, just shoot them through. Um, I hope you got some value out of that. And let me know if you got any questions. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, I'm going to ask you to do what everyone else asks you to do as well. Can you please subscribe, like, and share the podcast? The more people we can get it in front of, the more people we can help. Now, on that too, if you've got any questions at all, please shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll cover it off in the podcast. I'll give you the most amount of information that I can. And please, if you need help with your fitness, training, mindset, anything, please reach out and ask me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you out. You just need to ask. Thanks, guys.